Ladies and gentlemen, there is a new whisper in town. Something has happened. Something in the world of legality. I am Tarleton Grigglesby. And I'm Wilter, and we are here to you today to bring this courtroom drama. Uh, it's not really, we don't know it's going to be dramatic because it's happening in real life. Wilter. Yes. Please, let's tell the people exactly what's going on. We are here assembled at the great astronomical highway. I was here. assembled earlier today. <laughs> the greater court of California has called this session into being. Because of <laughs> they, what happened. They had a seance earlier, and they, <laughs> they made it vaporize. I mean, what's the opposite of vaporize? They turned Cooper. <laughs> I guess if you're not feeling too good, that could be <laughs> what you do. Well, sure. please, we have to tell the people what's going on here today at this most auspicious and chilagrious occasion. <laughs> oh, boy. You I, see, I would have worn an extra tie. <laughs> you see, folks. Just a few short months ago, the Spanish royal family ended a goodwill visit to South America with a trip to the California coast. All That's those places where all the dramatic things occurred. That's where the big, big doings that we're going to court about happened. Yes. You see, they visited the San Diego fine dining restaurant Juniper and Ivy. Juniper and Ivy. I, I tried to get in there one day because uh, I read in, in, uh, in Smell's survey of restaurants that they gave it a one round orange, <laughs> which is their top <laughs> review. Yes, Juniper and Ivy is very well reviewed, Wilter. Thank you. You're very yes. welcome. You see the You need me head... to do anything else? Want me to describe uh, cereal? For you. Wilter, Wilter, please. Raisin bran is like two different things that are fighting in your mouth. <laughs> you see, folks, this was no ordinary evening at Juniper and Ivy. There was a tallywhacker. <laughs> that doesn't, I mean, not to talk too much, but when I went there, that was, uh, it was like that then, that day too. <laughs> What I mean is, something happened to the royal family's food that night at this fine dining restaurant in well, San Diego, if, California. If that's what you meant, that was a very <laughs> strange way to go about saying it. No, no. As fate would have it, there was a lady working in the kitchen at Juniper and Ivy that night. A lady we've come to know as Carol. Uh, she's, now, a, she's a wonderful lady. Uh, she's... I would describe her looks as a cow that slipped on a fun uh, spot. <laughs> that's a that's a fantastic description of her. Uh, I, sometimes I describe her. I describe her a lot. <laughs> just or just sometimes at night, I'll I'll lay in bed at night just describing Carol. You ever hmm. do that, Tarleton? Please, let's not talk about things you do at at, at night. <laughs> Oh, that's when I do some of my best work. <laughs> what sort of work, friend? <laughs> oh, dear, I've asked. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, uh, one time I was trying to see if I could get clipboards to make love to me or each other. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> Way on. Now, Carol, as odd as she may be, some say she's innocent. Some say she's ticked off at wis wisdom. <laughs> some, some say she's buried underneath a wizard, and if you call his name, you can dig her up. I mean, That's not a right. lot of people. But that night, the Spanish royalty 
Something happened to their food, and now the Princess Leonor of Spain, the heir to the Spanish throne, has been left in a debilitating state. Doctors call her condition ghouly appetites. <laughs> I well, don't know. I thought she was dead, so in a way, I'm kind of relieved. No, she definitely isn't dead, but... Part of this condition means that she can no longer fudge herself. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's going to really put a dent in her schedule. I've <laughs> I've I've seen how she spends her days and nights, you know, through a telescope that I installed inside of her uh, shorts. <laughs> now, this there's is no folks. reason to have a telescope in their shorts because <laughs> it's already pretty close. So I could just <laughs> put a camera, I suppose. I, uh, hindsight's twenty twenty. <laughs> The heir to the Spanish throne is now in a debilitating medical state in the state of California, not the medical state. Different states, Different but state, both two important states. states to talk about. Kissing cousins. But <laughs> the time has come for Carol to That's face That's a terrible her. saying, by the way. There's no need to talk about that at all. That's... That is terrible. Now it's time for Carol to face her fate. The greater court of California has called to session to decide if she is guilty of a crime. Uh, or not, I guess, is the other thing they could decide, right? That's well, how they do it, yeah? There are three choices. She's either guilty, not guilty, or she peels her water balls. <laughs> Boy, I really hope she gets that third one. We'll get a second season. <laughs> what if, they, what if they, they ruled her not a basketball player at all? Isn't that one of the rulings that they can give forth and she gets punitive damages from her mama? <laughs> I'm not sure, Wilter, but please, you're distracting me. Now, this courtroom is about to be convened, and we're going Whoa. to see the most amazing legal action going on here. And to help you experience it, my partner and I, Wilter... Yeah, that's me, and we're going to help you experience it by... We're going to describe the smells that we see, and so, so you can see some smells uh, if, they're, if they're really bad no, no, enough. No, 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 Oh, well, then, I, then, I, then, I get, then I'm free, so if anybody has any requests, <laughs> I'm available for action. That's right, folks. For the next few moments, Wilter and I will be bringing you all the amazing, exciting legal action from inside the courtroom here in the greater court of San Diego. So please, join us. The rest of these proceedings we'll have to brief you on later. Right now, they're about to begin the courtroom season <laughs> of the century. Adjudicating over this amazing scene is the Reverend Ben and, as bailiff, Donald. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, everyone, please all rise. Uh, Rise, no, I mean, don't just stand up. Rise up off the floor and, and sort of imagine you've got angel's wings and Donald. just lift up. Yes, Donald. yes, Your Honor, yes. Now, uh, Donald, if you could uh, ask everybody to sit down because we're going to start this uh, proceedings. I can ask. Let's see if it, let's see if it works. Uh, everyone, uh, you, uh, you, may, you may be seated. Uh, Reverend, uh, your uh, honorable judge, Reverend Ben, many titles, a man of many titles is uh, asking you to sit down, and that's what you do when he asks. Oh, look at that, well, you, they did it. 
Look at that, oh, Reverend Ben. Thank you very much, Donald. Now, I, I am Reverend Ben. I am. Uh, I, I have been ordained and I have been sworn in as to be uh, to preside over these court proceedings for the state of California. Now, we are here today because this uh, young lady here, uh, about to come to the stand, she has uh, found herself in uh, quite a mess of trouble. And just like uh, the prophet Foodie, uh, <laughs> he, uh, when he crossed through the Valley of Tea Time, he uh, found himself in quite a pickle. You remember that, Donald? Yeah, absolutely. He, uh, he sorted his erectus set improperly, and he was asked to leave, uh, leave the United Kingdom. <laughs> now, folks, a lot of you are wondering what's going on, but we are going to find out. I know out. I am, everybody. I've been <laughs> We're... wondering since the day I was born. We are going to find out, and we are going to illustrate through these proceedings how the Lord works within each of us. Now, for instance, this morning I got up, put on a shaving kit. Uh, <laughs> you just, you, Reverend Ben likes to wear a shaving kit as a hat. It, it's, it's sort of funny for the kids, but also it get, makes all the adults sort of nostalgic for when uh, somebody else did that, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Well, you see, uh, demonic entities uh, do enter through the top of your head. That's right. And if, if you have an old-fashioned dop kit that you can put on top of your head, mm -hmm. and also if you can sing a hymn, I like to sing, Why Do You Weasel Me? <laughs> uh, which is uh, one of the great old uh, down-the-river camp meeting songs that we did when I was a child. Sure, of course, of course. Uh, you know, uh, you can also use, uh, if you can put your, you buy two tackle boxes, put your feet you know, one into one and one into the <laughs> other one, you can clomp around so loud it scares the devil right away. That's right. That's one thing you can do. You can also put an oregano pho phonograph uh, into your, your kit, your, your little personal package. <laughs> yeah, you could. Uh, de devil or not, you could do that. That's, <laughs> that's for sure. That's for sure. You can uh, you can sort of sort of scrape your your back uh, ridge up against foliage. <laughs> you can, you could, but uh, make sure to watch for poison ivy. Yeah, I mean, it's your back, so you can't. You got to get a mirror, hold it up, and look back there while you're doing it. Don't you don't have to do anything about it, but it's fun to look at, fun to watch. That's right. And if you if you read uh, the good book, Centomio uh, uh, four seventeen, mm. uh, the prophet dude uh, <laughs> says, "Get out of here, devil! I put a wavy camera, sort of waving at you." It's a camera with like a little cartoon hand sticking out of the top, and it waves at you, and it makes you, it sort of puts you at ease so you don't mind being on camera. Well, that's how you get the kids to smile. You have that little doohickey. Yeah. Sort of, you know, fucking slapping things. It's messing up shit and messing around with people's minds. Now, listen, folks. We're, let's get back to it, Donald. You always, you're pulling me off track here. Well, that's that's my job, but in reverse. I, I usually put. Try, well, I'm trying to push you on the track to the Lord and to righteousness, but you know sometimes I get going the wrong way. Folks, we're here to determine if this uh, lady, uh, she is a lady, right, Donald? I haven't checked personally, but that's what I have. Uh, that's that's what I have written down in these uh, color form books that she hands out. <laughs> 
So we're going to be hearing about what happened this night at this restaurant and see, did in fact, is she responsible for poisoning this poor Spanish lady? Or is she just was in the wrong place at the wrong time? And, you know, one thing that uh, the New Testament, uh, the prophet B. Nuts uh, says, <laughs> he says, though I shagged my kill uh, for a while, I was unable to tree my ghost for a while. Oh, so it rhymes. It rhymes for a while with for a while. <laughs> it's like a Dr. Seuss. It kind of rhymes the same word. Yeah, it's sort of a lousy Dr. Seuss because it <laughs> pretty much just sort of says the same word. It doesn't really rhyme so much as uh, just keeps keep, <laughs> keep saying the same thing. Kind of a low a low end Dr. Seuss, so it's more economical for your family. That's right. You know, we... The good book has something for everybody. Now, <laughs> let's go ahead. The first thing we're going to do, Donald, is uh, we are going to uh, I have here on my docket here uh, the prosecuting attorney. Uh, and this fella is just terrific. Well, you seen him? Something else, isn't he? You seen him on them car commercials uh, for um, Hal Embry Ford? That's right. He he uh, he uh, he also. Uh, I think he's uh, he he has uh, the record for the shortest uh, parachute jump uh, ever ever attempted. Uh, he tried <laughs> to do it just uh, from uh, just off his curb in front of his house, and uh, he made it. You know, so I guess he's got the record. Well, he clinched the record, and he's he's just just a super guy, and, and and pretty much everybody in the country knows about this guy. His name's Bragg Harcourt. Everybody, give him a round of applause. He's everybody he's super guy. He's going to be coming over to, and he uh, so we're going to let him go ahead and just stand up and just take it away, right, Donald? Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. So, uh, uh, Brad, uh, why don't you please rise, and then uh, there you go, and then just uh, take it away, son. Thank you so much. I am so glad to be here in the great state of California. And what I intend to do, I am going to show without a shadow of a doubt that this woman, Carol, has indeed poisoned maliciously, viciously, and, and tumorishly this poor woman. I will illustrate that in this courtroom today. I would like to call Carol to the stand. Oh boy, okay, okay, stepping forward, here we go. I'm breathe, breathe in a cat, breathe out a leg. That's how we do that relaxation technique. Yeah, just uh, solemnly swear to tell, uh, tell what happened, don't tell what didn't happen, and don't not tell what didn't not happen. <laughs> um, you know, I, I do, I guess. All right, so it is so ordered. Why don't you take a seat, and uh, then uh, Brad, you're doing a great job. Do your thing. Thank you very much. Um, Carol, were you or were you not working at the restaurant Juniper and Ivy on the night in question? You know, I, I kind of felt like I had the experience in me, so I just sort of showed up that night and started chopping things, and it kind of, I, I just people seemed to be into it, you know? So you weren't an official employee of Juniper and Ivy? Well, I didn't have to salute anybody. I didn't wear uh, my uniform bottom that night, so I don't know how official it could have been. I was, I was sort of, I was, I was sitting on a skateboard, but I was sitting on it naked because the skateboard <laughs> felt real kind of like it has some grit to it. It kind of gives you, wakes you up. It's like it's like pouring, it's like pouring Seven Up down your on your nipples. You know, it just wakes you up like that. <laughs> 
Your Honor, please note that uh, that the defendant is talking about pouring seven up on her nipples while sitting naked on a skateboard at this restaurant. I think I've already I think everybody should note that. I mean, I think I feel like that's some of my some of my most solid describery of what I what I do. I mean, I think I have already clearly illustrated the deviant behavior of this woman as an employee of Juniper and Ivy. It seems very possible that she could be negligent and cause harm to a customer. I, I, I don't know how you, I don't even know where you get that. That's so crazy. I don't, I don't, I'm a people person. I don't know. How, I mean, sometimes I'm a box person if I'm carrying a box and I, I can't focus on people in that moment. I got to carry that box. But then I'm a box person, you know? Sometimes I'm a, I'm a pineapple person if I'm in the, if I'm in the mood for that, if I'm hungry. You know, it's a, you can't just put somebody in a box and then I'd be the, in that box and I could focus on the box from the inside. And I'd be that kind of box person. I'm multifaceted. You know, I, I see. <laughs> now, Your Honor, I rest. I would like to. I would like to take a break in these proceedings, and I would like to submit to the court that she is a murderer. Thank you. Wait, wait a minute. That doesn't sound exactly right. That's right. In some court cases, they actually let a pea, piece of goose uh, come up in the and talk for a while. <laughs> sure, sure. In, in old England, sometimes they used to let the king uh, sort of squat down and say, hi, and then I would be like, <laughs> why is he even here today? Doesn't, <laughs> doesn't relate to the court case, but they do a real formal like that accent makes them sound so smart. Mm-hmm. So uh, what we're going to do now, we're going to let uh, the defense have their uh, time. Uh, this feller, this uh, defense attorney, um, uh, his name's Ted the Life Coach. And here we're going to let him come on up and uh, and talk. All right, so uh, so Mr. Ted, uh, now now is your turn to speak. You can get head up to the podium and do whatever is your feelings. Thank you very much, Bale. Let me tell you something right now. I'm saying this for all time for a darn little cat cosmonaut in my jam session. <laughs> let me tell you something. There is injustice going on right here, right now. Bragg Harcourt is a peanut liquor. Uh, I saw him last night in a voodoo uh, <laughs> session over at the voodoo uh, situation, uh, which is just right here in San Diego. Oh, I love and he was the voodoo doing... situation. That is the best place. It's the best place to really, really get yourself. I'm sorry. I shouldn't, I shouldn't be talking right now, but I just, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Listen. Carol, just pipe down for a second, okay? I'm going to prove without a shadow of a doubt that you are not guilty. But first, got to let me do my thing, okay? Okay, I'm going to let you do your thing, but then afterwards, you got to promise me that I can do your thing. <laughs> Carol, please. <laughs> Listen, everybody knows that a shoe can't breathe out. It can only <laughs> breathe in. There's a, there's a goose uh, with a, a ghoulish hat. And it wears this hat day in, day out. It can't be stopped. It can't be stopped by any force on earth. It's going to wear this hat, okay? And that's what this trial is like. It's like a, a little crystal barn that you have on your do door, and it falls off your door because you can't keep anything on your door. <laughs> well, he's, he's got a point. Uh, man, he's really, he's, he's making, he's making horse sense. I know I shouldn't be. He, he's sort of an odd feller. Yeah, well, he's got, he's got a kind of a weird gait to him. It looks like he's got, uh, he's got a couple of sticks in his pants, so he walks real straight, but he bends forward a lot, so he looks like he's a puppeteer of his own self. 
I was thinking that too. He sort of reminds me of uh, Leviticus 8, 7. Uh, the Lord said, get over here and look at this cow. <laughs> and yeah, he, he did do it. He went over and looked at it, didn't he? <laughs> it wasn't really the most exciting book of the Bible. Yeah, they didn't really go into like how excited everybody got when they did look. It was like, yeah, that's a cow. Good good work again, Jesus. That's fantastic. <laughs> Sometimes Jesus, you know, was turning over the tables, at, you know, at the marketplace, and sometimes he was just telling people to look at a cow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everybody's got an off day. I <laughs> so you you have your, you know, your Sundays where you slow it down. <laughs> I'm but sorry. But anyway, I'm, sorry, yeah, Mr. Ted. Sorry, sorry, Ted. You go. Well, you I'm go sorry on. too, Your Honor. I'm sorry that you feel that you need to miscarry justice by talking about cows. When I'm trying to illustrate that my client has been framed, she's been polluted by this legal insinuation that she's guilty. I want everyone to look down and do what do you see? There's a goose uh, having an egg down there. (laughs) I'm talking about the mental egg of injustice. Now, I would like to call to the stand the, the head chef at Juniper and Ivy that night, the person who was in charge of that restaurant, who was responsible for everything that that kitchen put out, his name is Larry London. Come to the stand, please. All right, so Mr. Larry, uh, uh, please uh, raise your right hand and raise your right foot and then raise your left foot, and so you sort of fall down, you're kind of squatting. <laughs> and then I want you to uh, repeat after me. Um, okay. Donald, uh, Donald. You don't make the man fall down. <laughs> well, I mean, this, uh, I'm not going to make him fall down. It's just, we're just going to see if he does. <laughs> I guess, I guess this, this, the point is, do you promise to tell the truth? You're going to keep telling the truth. And once we ask you to stop telling the truth, you just keep doing it. You just won't stop until the, day's, the, the, the day is over. Um, and try to, try to stay focused, friend on the truth and in order to do that try to put a pistol uh, in your cow all the way into it okay okay i don't i don't actually have a, a cow with me or a pistol but uh, i i will i will tell the truth to the best of my ability is that is that does that work all right yeah i suppose that works for me for the for the moment but if you could get a pistol in that cow later uh, and then send us a picture it sure would be a good christmas card and tell me are you christian um, I, you know, I was raised, I was raised, uh, we, we went to church when I was a kid. I don't really practice at the, at the moment. Oh, you don't practice. Well, you know, that reminds me, uh, Donald, do you remember what, uh, old, uh, pastor Wee Co, uh, from the, uh, from East Texas, uh, parish said about not practicing? Yes. Oh, excuse me. I just, uh, I, I just accidentally uh, sucked some helium up into my eye, and it came actually down into my mouth and made my voice go up high like that. I'm sorry, yeah, but but what you what you're asking about, as I recall, uh, yeah, that the pastor he said, uh, if you don't practice, you don't get perfect. But if you do practice, and it's the clarinet, it's probably always going to be pretty bad. <laughs> That is not what Pastor Wico said. I'm trying to he remember said, who it was who said that. Somebody. He said, practicing is like ball shifting. You got to watch out or somebody will get you. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, 
you know, the man, the man knew what he was, he knew what he was doing. I mean, clearly until they, until they carted him away for being a raven lunatic and uh, trying to press himself inside of a squirrel, uh, he, <laughs> he was a really popular pastor. And with the squirrels, he continued to be after that. He was even more popular with them. Well, they said he was crazy, but he did achieve that squirrel squeezing into. <laughs> yeah, which you could argue is crazy. <laughs> no. You cannot argue No, that argue was a it. man of vision, and he built that church up from nothing. He, I remember when he, he, he dedicated that church, it was just a pal, a pal with a vacuum on his face. <laughs> which, you know, he had to convince the guy, the fellow to stay there for <laughs> every single Sunday. The guy had to show up and just stand there with a vacuum on his face. <laughs> While he built up the, the rest of the church. First, he just built the chimney, and then, like, he'd, like, just rub his hands together like he was standing in front of a fire, even though there was no fire. I'd be like, ooh, isn't it warm in here? I'd be like, ugh, I guess, you know. <laughs> sure, it was humble beginnings to that church, but look what it is now. You got to start somewhere. Now that church is, uh, it's, like a, it's like a holy, uh, holy a waterfall, uh, sort of a circus tent where they have a kind of, flattened elephants for for drapes on the sides so it's real it's fun for the kids that's right in the center there's an old biscuit it's not as grand as you would think it doesn't really they don't actually draw as much attention to it now they've kind of built the place up i mean that used to be a real big feature of the church that's right when they were getting started people would really say wow look at the biscuit now you come from miles around for a while they're like eh, what why do we still have that here and they'd be like just read the bible for a minute okay I'm listen sorry. Listen, I'm sorry. I don't know what's going on with this, like, little reminiscence, but we're trying to have an examination here. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. To, uh, so, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Ms. You're Ms. right. I apologize. Uh, Mr. Larry, uh, you agree to, to do all whatever it was that we said? Um, yes, sure. Yes, yes, I do. All right, then all right. Uh, examine the witness, uh, Mr. Life Coach. Thank you very much. Every person in this courtroom, within the sound of my voice, have you weenissed yourself? I, Can I see a show of hands? <laughs> not as not as many hands out there. <laughs> I mean, are you asking? That's is right. that a question for for me? As if you penetrated yourself with goose crackers, <laughs> then I need you to speak out. There is no way that we can proceed with these legal conundrums without you being honest and true to yourself. That's true. I'm a life coach in my normal life. But today, I am going to use all my powers of language, persuasion, and tulocrophy to get to the bottom of this. Now, Carol. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You, Carol. <laughs> we're going. Oh, God. I, I kind of feel like we're, have, we're leaving Larry in the lurch a little bit. <laughs> Carol, tell me about... Your creams shakes. I mean, oh gosh, what do you want to know? I mean, <laughs> I could go on for hours. I mean, what's, what's, yeah, what angle are you going for here, Ted? I mean, you want to know, like, you want to know the texture? Do you want to know where they went to college? Do you want to know, uh, what are they, cream shakes? Is that what we're talking about? Tell me about Larry as the manager. Tell me about him. I can see from the way he wallies his... His open, open eyebrows. I'm not doing that. He, that. that <laughs> he is. He has really caused problems at this restaurant, and I'm going to show without a shadow of a doubt that it's his fault, not yours. Tell me about him as a manager. Oh, I hate to get Larry in trouble. I, I just, I hate to do it. But 
he's uh, he's really he's sort of like um, he's like if a if a if a waffle was uh, was really interested in yoga but it didn't go. <laughs> Like, it was fascinated by it, read everything it could about it, but just didn't go to the classes, you know? Just, like, couldn't get around to it. Maybe the time didn't work out. Thank you. That is very damning indeed. I don't... Now, what about I don't think him? that's accurate, but... What? I listen, mean, am I going to get to respond to any Larry, of this? Larry, listen, Mr. London, let me tell you something about what I know about you. I did a little digging in your background, and I showed that in 1997, uh -huh. you put a ghost of a weasel into your own living house. I can't imagine where you got this information from. I assure you, whatever that is, I, I have no ability to put a ghost into any wheezing house of any now, kind. I can also show, I'd like to submit to the court, that right now you do have a beast living on top of your waste protection unit. I, I mean, there's probably some bugs up there. Are you talking about my toilet? What are you? <laughs> what exactly? Carol, can you confirm or deny that? Um, a little of both, I think. I can. <laughs> I mean, Look at this man. See how his eye comes out and says hello? Hey. <laughs> See the back of his hair? The back of his hair is the but most open thing I've ever seen on a person. His hair, his hair whispers to sick individuals. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If it pleases the court, I have to respond to this. My, I don't think my hair whispers anything to anyone. I just, I, all I want Sure is, it does, mister. <laughs> okay. What I also noticed, uh, Donald, did you notice about this fellow, Larry London, his beehive has, has gotten a, a li little tube on it. Did not notice. Did not <laughs> notice that at all. But now I see it. Now I see it. And now, mm -hmm. I, now I wonder wh what else uh, he has to hide. I would hide that, <laughs> first of all. <laughs> I would number one put make my number one priority hide that right away. <laughs> now listen, it may please you guys to go on and on about this and that, oh, but this does. is absolutely serious. Ooh, I'm very sorry. Go right ahead. So go right sorry. ahead. But but it answered your question. Did please us a little bit to do it. Now listen, Carol. I want you to tell the court what. Your capacity was at this restaurant. What were you doing that night to this food? Well, you know, I mean, first of all, I like to, like, uh, like pretend I'm drunk, put my arm around it, and, like, sort of stumble down the street with it like we're in, like, a romantic <laughs> comedy. Um, so I was Sure. Doing, I was, <laughs> thanks, Dad. I'm glad you're... That's totally normal. Thank you. That's all for now, Your Honor. Is that... I, I mean... All right, uh, I'm going to call it a short recess. Uh, we're going to uh, uh, just think about uh, what we just heard, uh, and we are going to uh, have a brief recess and come back and hear from some more witnesses. Now, folks, now that you've really gotten to sink your teeth into the people versus Carol, we are going to explain that we are selling the, the DVDs of this 
courtroom <laughs> drama, along with an entire volume of the greatest court cases of our century. Yeah. Happy Ingrid versus a wall. <laughs> Fantastic court case. We have uh, Soaking versus Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> and who could forget the trial that the whole had the whole country on winds and hammers. <laughs> it's Uncle Freeze versus I want to heat you. <laughs> A very contentious trial. It was very difficult to keep it all indoors. And uh, we're going to have uh, some some famous trials in history, like uh, Genghis Khan versus the Martians. It's a big one. (laughs) Yes, and there's Happy Man versus Oh No! (laughs) I sure wish they could have gotten along better. Oh, no, won that case, by the way. Unanimous decision. Yeah, even Happy agreed. (laughs) What other court cases? Why do you ask? Oh, Wilton. There's so many court cases and courses cases, which is like Kate's, Kate, people named Kate. Oh, good Lord. To eat a four-course meal and then have a court case afterwards. We are going to have Chinese versus Tony isn't here anymore. (laughs) And of course, there's Apple Wicked has a farm versus each of you has a weapon. Very exciting trial. We have uh, we have the state of onion uh, versus where can I put this today? <laughs> oh, but look, Wilter, we have to break from this. By the way, please get up your all olive tree today and get your wallet. That's where you keep it. And call <laughs> yeah. and order these amazing volumes. You want to have a lot of peace <laughs> around your wallet, and so you keep it underneath an olive tree in case you need to make friends with it again. That's right. But won't you order these amazing volumes of legal masterpieces today? Because it won't eat you. (laughs) (laughs) That's what they say. (laughs) But to make this volume even more exciting, as a part of this DVD of The People vs. Carol, you will get these exciting interviews we're about to conduct with people from Carol's life here in the courtroom waiting to see Just what will happen first, we have, of course, these uh, very nice young ladies named, uh, we have it on the docket here, written as Mama and Beatrice. Uh, Yes, uh, uh, why don't you step forward, uh, ladies, and and let us know a little bit about who you are. Oh, I've never been spoken to by a a fine, too fine English American gentleman before. I I don't know. I mean, should I should I put some beef on and pretend to be a four course dinner? I mean, would that would that be more appropriate? Mama, Mama, please, Uh, gentlemen. I I just wanted to say on behalf of my mama that you know she's sorry for the things she's been doing in the courtroom today. Um, I'm sorry Mama. for some of them. Some of them I'm still working through. Oh, I know I am sorry for all of them. I apologize. Mama, Mama you took that uh, that water cooler out there and you sort of spritzed your anus with it. Well, I mean, it was so hot in there. <laughs> I just needed to, I needed to freshen up downtown so that I could keep my eyes focused on the court case, baby. Oh, that is horrible. 
That, that is wonderful. I mean, I, I'm, I'm so ashamed that I missed it. It sounds fantastic. That was well, pretty we, good. We want to ask uh, you, ladies, uh, what is your connection to Carol? How do you know her? Oh, well, uh, there's a giant spider web in my neighborhood. Sometimes we both get stuck on it. I brought you to a court courtroom today, and what did you do? Look what you took out of your purse. Look at that. What is that? What are you talking about? This, um, it's like I, I, I congealed milk into the shape of a sandwich so I could <laughs> have a drink and eat a sandwich at the same time. Yes, Mama, but you eat these things, and then you get sick, and you fart. You, you liquid fart all over things. I'm aware. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm only too aware. I mean, baby, I mean, if you think you notice it, let me tell you, I, I can sense it coming for an hour away. But, Mama, last night, I made you a nice salad, <laughs> and you ate a blue cube, coos. And you slurped on an oat ball, and you cheesed your macaroni. Right, right. But then I did staple most of the pieces of your salad to my car because I wanted to keep them. I wanted to keep them, and then I could camouflage my car so if I drive through the produce section, no one knows I'm there. <laughs> Mama, I need you to behave today. That would be uh, advisable. Uh, the, mm. This judge is disagree, not going to... Disagree, disagree. I think Mama's doing fantastic. I think she is, she is a, she's a hot older lady. Oh, no, Wilter, please don't oh, do this. You're such a handsome, handsome man. What, oh, I, my God. I love the way you sort of comb your hair in an O around your face. Oh, dear. This is, this is just horrible. <laughs> This is this is my my partner's worst nightmare come to pass. I love Mama, it. Mama, please. We are in a court of law, and look, you took that that sh that little shit ball that we found na near the car outside, and you trace an aspirin uh, around your little foolish areas. <laughs> well, but I mean, I thought that was something we could do together <laughs> as a family. I was I was just trying to. All right. Well, uh, I think oh, my partner boy, here wants... I, I'm excited about this court oh, case even more oh, than no. I was before. Wilter, you come over here. Stay away from her. Thank you, ladies. If you please go back out to the lobby, I think we're going to convene in just another moment. But uh, before uh, we move forward, I, I want to... I want to uh, bring forward this next uh, uh, witness of this trial, someone also connected to Carol. This is uh, Jack from Jack and the Beanstalk and his partner, Shovel. Uh, oh, hey there. Partner is a, is a strong term. Uh, I, I'm sort of an unwilling um, attachment, I, I suppose. Or yeah. I'm not, not unwilling so much as just barely alive, but kind of stapled to your leg. Oh, come on, Shovel. We've been through thick and thin together. Mostly uh, thick. I, <laughs> I don't know what the difference is, but it just feels like the stuff we've done is pretty thick. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> well, sure, Shovel. Uh, remember when we faced down that bad guy, that blue uh, tumor man? <laughs> yeah, as I recall, you just swung me at him. I mean, <laughs> I don't know about we faced down, but... 
Oh, come on. We've been through some tight spots together. There was that giant was chasing us down that beanstalk. Yeah, that and that uh, that time when uh, we went skateboarding and didn't really like it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's not really the kind of thing I'm I'm really bringing up. Well, we made it through it. <laughs> so I'm saying, you know. I'm talking about times like uh, when that lo- loofah slapped my my limbo around. Oh, that, that was tough to get through. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we did get through that. And then there was that time when. I tried to uh, put a, a Rubik's cube in my urethra and solve it f- from the inside out. Um, yeah, I was more like I had to get through that. Yeah, I couldn't really help much. Thank <laughs> you, goodness you certainly didn't either. I, I don't. Yeah, uh, friends, please uh, tell us how you're connected to Carol and and what effect has has this trial had on your relationship. See, uh, Carol kind of a. Uh, she has a limbo, limber t- tooth oh, yeah. on her on her balls. She sure does. And uh, can put its well, uh, can put its weasels behind its back. I mean, yeah. anybody, anybody can do that if you just hold them back there. But uh, <laughs> it's not that hard. And we went to uh, we saw our, our first meetings of Blister Suckers Anonymous. That's right, and uh, and we also we did attend Bible Machine School together. <laughs> she also puts a diaper on her car, and then like has stuff come out of the trunk like it's pooping. Yeah, but we all do that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to make her relatable to everybody. <laughs> but you know, Carol's a friend of ours, and we don't think she's guilty. Yeah, I, I think I think if anything can be said about Carol, um, she's guilty of caring too much and committing crime a little too much. At, at worst. Thank you so much, friends. Appreciate uh, appreciate you stopping by. Uh, That's about all the time we have this week. Make sure you tune in next week when uh, we will be bringing you more volumes, more interviews, more witnesses in courtroom drama, and the exciting conclusion of the trial of the century. Don't miss it. (laughs) 